Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast on matters important to community associations. My name is Tony Campisi, and I'm Executive Director of Community Associations Institute's Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. The topic for this episode is transition, the transition of a newly built community from developer to homeowner control. This is a critical time for all communities under construction, and the success or not of the transition period will set the tone for the first homeowners that take up residence in the new community association. Our guest today is David Dahan, Esquire, a partner with the law firm of Highland Levin LLP located in Marlton, New Jersey. David is also a member of our chapter board of directors and speaks frequently at educational programs on issues important to community associations. Welcome, David. Good afternoon, Tony. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us. So let's start with the most basic question. What is transition and when does the process start? The transition process begins when control of the board shifts from the developer to the unit owners. And that happens when there's a certain percentage of homes that are sold. Prior to that time, the developer appoints members to serve on the board and the developers in control of the board and hence the association. The transition process involves numerous steps to make sure that the developer has lived up to its obligations and allow the association to operate efficiently. The transition process is probably the most critical function that any board is going to have to deal with. That process involves engaging an experienced team. Number one, you want to hire an experienced lawyer. Number two, you want to hire an engineer that specializes in performing transition inspections on behalf of community associations. And number three, you want to hire an accountant who is experienced in analyzing financial records for community associations. Another key aspect of the transition process involves information and document gathering. There are various documents that any developer will be required to turn over to an association including governing documents such as declarations, master deed, bylaws, any amendments to those governing documents, minutes, accounting records, plans and specifications used in connection with construction, insurance policies, warranties, and contracts. So that's a lot of information. Um, Beyond providing access to documents and and information, what is a developer's role in the transition process? The developer has a legal obligation to make sure that construction of the community was done in accordance with the plans that were approved by the township, as well as making sure that the community was constructed in accordance with all codes and industry standards. Okay, you mentioned various professionals that are involved in transition to homeowner control. So let's start with the engineer. Um, Can you explain the transition engineer's role in this process? Sure. You're going to see a common or hear a common theme with respect to the various roles that all of the individuals play. And the most important thing has to do with gathering all of the information and documentation related to each professional's role to make sure that they can properly complete their due diligence and provide good advice to the association. With respect to the transition engineer, the first thing that that person will do is gather and review all the plans and specifications used in connection with the construction of the community, 
as well as gather and review all of the governing documents to make sure that they are informed of what the common elements consist of and what the units consist of, and then we'll be in a position to investigate and inspect those particular areas most notably the common elements. The other function that the transition engineer is going to perform is to send out a survey to various unit owners to make sure that the unit owners identify any known defects. The transition engineer will also ask the same information from the board members and various committees that have been formed by the association, such as a landscape committee or a maintenance committee, and ask those committees and the board to identify any known defects or problem areas that they would like the transition engineer to look at. Once that information is gathered, the transition engineer will perform one or more inspections of the site and identify any construction defects that are obvious and also identify any recommended invasive inspections that should be performed to follow up on what they perceive may be a problem. Once that is done, the engineer will prepare a transition report identifying all construction deficiencies for the board's consideration and for that report to be shared with the developer to address. The other critical function that a transition engineer will perform is a capital reserve analysis to determine if there are any deficiencies which the developer should be responsible for. Oftentimes, a developer will not accurately estimate dues that should be paid by unit owners a portion of which are contributed to capital reserves to make sure that there's enough funds in the capital reserve account to replace certain items years down the road. You mentioned that accountants also have a role to play in a successful transition. Who hires the accountant and what is the accountant's role? The association will hire the accountant and it's very important to make sure that that accountant has experience with respect to community associations. What that accountant will do is they will perform an analysis and determine whether the developer has contributed its fair share towards the common expenses of the association. And you often hear the phrase benefits derived. And benefits derived means that the accountant will analyze whether the developer has paid its fair share for the benefits it's derived from the common elements uh, and other common services provided by the association. While we're on the subject of accounting and financial records, can you explain what a performance bond is and why it's part of a transition process? Sure. A performance bond will be posted by a developer to make sure that certain site improvements are properly constructed. Those site improvements would include things as, such as roads, landscaping, and the like. The purpose of a performance bond is to make sure that the developer constructs those improvements. In the event that the developer does not construct those improvements or does not adequately construct those improvements, the performance bond can be called, which basically means that you're making an application to the insurance company to compel the developer to complete the construction properly, or if the developer does not complete construction, that they will pay for somebody to complete the construction. So that's more like an insurance policy, similar to an insurance policy. Exactly. Right. Back to the list of professionals, uh, what is the lawyer's role in all of this? The lawyer's role is basically to serve as a quarterback in one sense. And what I mean by that is there are various professionals uh, involved in this process in addition to the lawyer. We talked about the transition engineer, we talked about the accountant, and obviously the community association will have a property manager involved as well. So the lawyer's role is to 
guide those professionals each step of the way to make sure all of the information is properly gathered and reviewed in connection with the transition process. The other role that a lawyer will play is to inform the association of what the developer's legal obligations are in connection with construction of the community and other legal obligations such as turning over the relevant documents for the association, some of which we talked about before, contracts, warranties, uh, insurance policies, plans and specifications, and, and the like. The lawyer will also coordinate with the necessary experts regarding the due diligence process, as I alluded to earlier, which involves communicating with the transition engineer and the accountant. The attorney is also responsible to communicate and coordinate with others involved in the process, such as governmental entities and the developer, to make sure that the developer complies with its legal obligations in connection with construction of the community and turning over the proper uh, documents to the association. We talked a little bit about the transition report, which will be prepared by the transition engineer. The attorney is responsible to serve that report on the developer and request that the developer address the various deficiencies that are identified and make the necessary repairs. In that regard, the attorney will be responsible for negotiating with the developer to make sure that those repairs are performed. Oftentimes, unfortunately, the developer will not make the necessary repairs and it is necessary to litigate. It sounds like a long process and it, it sounds like in many cases the transition can be bumpy and perhaps unknown things might be discovered that could lead to problems such as construction defects, financial issues. How much of this information should be communicated to the homeowners and is there a confidentiality issue involved in any of this? I am a proponent of transparency with the unit owners. And the reason for that is the transition process is new to many, and it's a complicated and long process. If you keep the unit owners informed of that process along the way, I think that will help relationship, the relationship with the unit owners, and they will understand the process better. Now, that being said, there are certain things that take place during the transition process that are required or should be kept confidential, such as negotiation, strategy. If you're involved in litigation, there will be certain litigation strategies that an association will want to adhere to. And then you get into settlement negotiations, whether you're in litigation uh, or, or not. And those things will necessarily have to be kept confidential for obvious reasons, uh, because it's not the concluding process, it's an ongoing process, and there's going to be a lot of back and forth with those who are responsible to perform the necessary repairs, and you want to keep those items confidential. So when does this end? You mentioned that uh, the, the transition could be lengthy, and, and it sounds like it is in many cases. When does the transition process conclude? Unfortunately, it is, it is a very lengthy process. It could take several years, and the reason for that is there is a fair amount of due diligence that needs to take place and a fair amount of information and document gathering that needs to take place and reviewing that information and documents. Oftentimes it's necessary to deal with insurance carriers for the developer or the subcontractors that were also involved in performing the construction. Unfortunately the process does not conclude until the developer satisfactorily resolves all of the, all of the issues identified by the association and makes all the necessary repairs. Sometimes that can be accomplished without the need for litigation, 
but oftentimes, as is the case, litigation is necessary, and the litigation process in and of itself can take several years. So in summary, what are the key points that you'd like to emphasize for those who are listening? I would boil it down to three key points. Number one, assemble your team. Number two, gather all the necessary information and documents as part of the due diligence process. Number three, create and implement your transition plan. Sounds easy, but uh, in pra- it sounds easy in theory, not necessarily in practice. Well, David, thank you for joining me and for answering uh, these questions on community association transition. I know this will be great information for any community association that's about to go through this process, and hopefully we've provided some good advice and information to help in that transition process. For those of you who may want more information on this topic, you can find David's contact information at www.highlandlevin.com. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D-L-E-V-I-N.com. And for more resources on this and other topics regarding the management or governance of your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-padelval.org. And thank you for listening.